Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. We are live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube, and you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Austin, joined by Logan and Sam, and we got a special guest today. Last week, we had Ryan. This week, we got our friend Matt Medla, so he is here to join us. But first, I'm jumping over to you, Logan. How are you doing this week, man? Well, I, I'm doing great, and, and Austin and Sam, you guys are well aware. We just hit that 10,000 milestone. The yeah. Calling Our Shot community, yeah, big, big, big round of applause to you guys. We really can't do it without you. I, I'm a lot of you NBA season starting. That's what kicked off this channel, and it's it's only right that that we hit 10K right as the NBA season rolls around. So lots of sports, lots lots of excitement on on our channel. And also, I want to shout out Moonbet for sponsoring this video, calling our shot, going to the moon, and also uh, Moonbet is along the journey uh, with us. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you guys again for 10,000 subscribers. We got an action-packed episode. We're going to give our week six takeaways, our week seven upset picks. We're going to preview a big couple big matchups, and we're going to talk about Thursday night football, give some bold fantasy predictions for week seven. But you are right, Logan, 10,000 subscribers, awesome. And also awesome to Moonbet. If you have some Moonbet tokens, you're liking your value right now. But Lo- or Sam and Medla, how are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty good. Uh, you know, what we're sitting on right here, it might look like a couch to most people, but this is a fantasy winner's couch, as in the four people here. Those two on this couch won last week. Those two not on the couch uh, lost last week. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah. for, for the people that are, are listening to the audio podcast only, uh, they are sitting on a couch, and that's okay, because my team, you know, my team, we, we had Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert putting up a big 20 points. So what can you do about that? But we'll be, we'll be back except for this week, my whole team's on bye. So uh, I'm taking a bye <laughs> this week and taking a quick L, but props to you guys for getting wins. Um, Medla, if you don't know, just as a summarization, Medla, his whole team is King Henry, um, Derek Henry. So props to him for that. I mean, he's been carrying him for through Medla. I believe you have two or three wins and I'm pretty sure they're all the three wins that came when Henry went absolutely yeah. off how it's been for the last three or four seasons so. <laughs> this is true it is a consistent theme so we respect it um but we're going to jump into some week six takeaways and logan i'm gonna let you start with one of them from you what is your biggest takeaway and i think we already talked about it yeah you just mentioned it uh matt's whole fantasy team is king henry right time to crown king henry this is this is he's the undisputed best running back in the nfl that's that's really what i what i uh, got out of it Man, did he just look impressive against the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people were, were a little bit scared about this matchup. No, what, what, what does King Henry do? Three, three touchdowns. That's it, right? And, you know, since, since we are, you know, a heavy betting channel, we got we to gotta talk a little bit about if you were betting uh, Derrick Henry three, three plus touchdowns on the year, yeah, you'd be three wins and three losses, and you'd be up amazing 44 and a half units. That is insane. That, that he, King Henry is doing – just what, what we what we a lot of people thought he was going to do. He's just a grown man. He's he looks like a defensive lineman out there playing the running back position. I don't know how you guys you know felt about it, but man, it was impressive to watch. It's hard to say anything negative about Derrick Henry because he's on an absolute scorched earth pace. People thought you know the his rushing attempts, his usage would go down. He'd be injury prone, but the man just keeps chugging along, and he's had the greatest start to his NFL season, I think he's ever had. I mean, he's got over 700 yards, I think almost 800 yards, 10 touchdowns through six games. The man's a beast. And now this weekend, he gets a matchup against Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Medla, how do you feel about Derrick Henry? Because you obviously roster him. Well, Derrick Henry, uh, like you said, is consistently uh, basically the number one player on my fantasy team. 6'3", 250 pounds. It's like watching a freight train play. 
I mean, <laughs> once he gets through that first four or five, six yards and hits top speed, there's not much on any team that will stop him. Um, uh, I just watch him throw grown men to the ground with one hand, just taking them clean off their feet. So I mean, it, it's awesome to watch. You hardly ever see him lose yardage. It's, yeah, and you're right. Once he gets through that, like, first – three like if he gets through the crack yeah it's it's, it's over he's just going to truck through at least another four guys he's ridiculous i mean as far as fantasy projections go pretty much at least once a week he's good for a long breakaway run for a touchdown because once he hits top speed there's nothing that's going to stop him yeah I, I i can't fight uh, fight against that i love king henry love watching him play titans got a big matchup like we talked about against the chiefs which we'll talk about a little bit later but Medla, I'm going to go to you now, back to you. What was your biggest takeaway from week six? Uh, so my biggest takeaway, I'll talk about the game no one wants to hear about, which was uh, the London game uh, between Miami and, and Jacksonville. So uh, a big pillow fight on London, but I've always been a big Jags fan. So my big takeaway there was we finally got our win. We broke our 20-week uh, losing streak there. It's been a while. We made our <laughs> first uh, field goal of the season. Uh, and then the second one uh, to win the game with Matthew Wright. Uh, so we finally see the end of Josh Lambeau and Jacksonville. They released him today, which is a big bummer because for a while he was the most accurate kicker in the NFL. But it uh, looks like Matthew Wright's going to carry our team to a little bit more success, which is good because, you know, we struggle to get in the end zone. So being able to make those field goals, uh, hopefully we'll get us past a, another one win season. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous to think you guys hadn't made a field goal through five weeks, but I guess that's just the way the Jaguars do it. But I, yeah. I, I love seeing Matthew Wright have a, you know, finally get a chance. He had a couple seasons where he was on the practice squad for the Steelers. And if you don't know, Matthew Wright went to UCF, uh, where Sam and I went to school. We're alumni from there. And we got to watch him. He was on the undefeated teams where we would beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl and whatnot and claim national champions. So Love Matthew Wright, love rooting for him, and I'm glad he finally got a spot, and hopefully he keeps making kicks and he keeps looking good for the Jaguars. But my yeah. biggest tip, but, you know, again, props to your Jaguars. Obviously, they broke that, what, 20-game losing streak. So clap it up to that. That's very impressive. We're, we're proud of your Jaguars. The Lions are the only team still un, still beaten, uh, completely so defeated. But, hey, it's going to be – we'll see about the Lions. I don't think they're getting a win this weekend as they force their former quarterback. But we'll get into my biggest takeaway from Week 6 – and that is the ups and down nature of the Cleveland Browns. Now, you saw me two weeks ago. If you had missed last week's podcast, I backpedaled. So two weeks ago, I said, Browns, you know what? I think you guys are overrated. And then last week after they did well against the Chargers, I said, you know what? I take it back. I think you guys got a good chance to beat the Cardinals. And then this past this week, I'm back to saying they're overrated. And I'm not don't want to really want to say they're overrated because I don't think a lot of people think very highly of them. But their injuries, they're injured more than any team really in the NFL. And so we'll see how they bounce back with all the injuries. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, both out. We'll talk about Thursday night football with the Broncos versus Browns, obviously coming up. So we'll preview that game and give our score predictions. But I'm scared for the Browns. And I don't know the extent of Baker Mayfield's injury, but not very good. I don't know. Brighter days might be ahead, but it's not looking all too good. Austin, what, what is your problem with the Browns? Like the Browns name out of your mouth. They're all injured. They're all well. banged up. Like just, just relax on them a little bit. I mean, you're, you're obsessed. You, 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 every week in a week out, you're thinking about the Browns. They're Browns are always, I'm just thinking, you know, you know, I will, my whole thing is that I thought they had a good chance this week and sure the injuries happened, but they just did not look good. They look like a team that did yeah. not deserve to be playing on the same field as the Cardinals. And granted there's injuries galore that you can't control that. And Nick Chubb's the main piece of that offense, but still, I mean, come on, you got to at least put up a fight. 
Well, no, I agree, but it, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean Baker Mayfield, right? The, you know, the, he with the with the game on the line. Yeah, that, there's a lot of quarterbacks I'd like to have over Baker, and you know, we wish him well. I hope I hope the injury isn't too bad. It's like torn labrum or something like that. I I believe in his shoulder, so that's that's not a great prognosis at all. Um, but can you give the Cardinals some credit, right? That off the oh, Cardinals 100%. are. You're very, I, I think I think when you're looking at that game, you can say, yeah, I'm disappointed with how the with how the the Browns played, but you know they they're banged up, right? They 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 battled back a little bit, but I'm gonna you know let's get, let's give a, a little uh, hats off to the to the Cardinals for for just showing why why they're good and undefeated. Look, if you want to talk about uh, you know disappointing though, those Chargers, oh oh my gosh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> let's let's yeah. not even. I don't want to talk about them too much, but wow. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the the Chargers Ravens game. That was uh, Chargers looked like they were ready for their bye week. I don't I don't know what happened in that yeah, one, but wow. you are right. We got to say props to the Cardinals. And um, after looking at their schedule, I got it pulled up. Obviously, they got the Texans this weekend. You'd imagine they win that. They are seventeen and a half point favorites. But then a big matchup Thursday night football next week is Packers versus Cardinals. That should be an interesting one to watch out for. So looking forward to that. But Sam, what was your biggest takeaway from Week Six? Well, you know, I think my uh, cheese head is still uh, lost in transit or something because I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> However, back, back to being the Rogers fanboy that I am, what a performance last week. Granted, this Bears team, we really don't know what to make of them, right? They've had some good weeks, some bright spots from Justin Fields, but overall, they're still basically an unknown. But he goes into Chicago. You know, divisional games like that are always tough, even if the Packers are the better team. Got the win. Uh, probably lost some more fans. I know he lost a lot of fans over the offseason, you know, the optics of how that holdout looked. But how do how much do I love I Still Own You? That's just the best thing I think he's done so far this season. Uh, 22 and five all-time record against the Bears. He's just dominant. And, you know, this thing that I've kind of been pushing all year, which is like, what is it exactly that the Packers have? What's like the really, you know, silver lining that I love? I can't really point to it. They're just something that it seemed to be clicking on all cylinders. Run game was strong. Wide receivers, you know, continue continue to have the success that they do Packers they're on the track to destiny right now this season and they continued to throw another W on the chart last week with a with a nice statement win against the Bears so Packers best team in the NFC I don't know we might have to discuss I mean you got to be talking about a team that has they who's the good team they've beaten they've beaten the Lions the 49ers, which was barely, and then they beat the Steelers, Bengals, and Bears. The best team in there is probably the Bengals sitting at, what, four and two or three and three? I don't know. Well, I'm, hey, we'll see in the two weeks, that big Thursday showdown, the showdown Packers-Cardinals, I believe it's in Arizona too. We're going to see about that. I think that's a big game for the Packers, probably one of the hardest ones on their slate. They got Cardinals and then Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, so we'll see how they do. I, I'm not really sold on this Packers team just yet. I know Aaron Rodgers is who he is, but – yeah, I don't know if there could be a Logan. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, it was <laughs> I. I, w- I was watching that game live, and w- and when he did it, I was like, "Oh man, the internet is just gonna have so much fun with with the you know I still own you just and and doing the, the discount double check." Now, I mean, that's that's what's fun about pro football. You know, you get you get sound bites like that, and you know what, Sam? You know, I I I was hating a little bit on Rogers. You know, early on the season, yeah, he's making me eat my humble pie, right? He he's just coming out. He's like, you know, screw the distractions. I'm, I'm just going to ball like, like we know him to be. I'm not completely sold on their defense. I still, I'm still not like, you know, when, when all said and done, I like other NFC teams. I probably would take the Rams over them. Maybe, maybe bucks if they could get healthier, 
So, you know, you're, you're being a little too, a little too hype beast with, with the Rogers, you know, just assuming that they're going to take over the NFC. No, and you're right. They still need a, a big statement win. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they have Washington this, this upcoming week. They, they do have Washington. Yeah. Uh, you know, defining victory that they're going to need. If that's not going to be a statement win, you know, if they, if they do have success in that game. So you're right. It's going to take, you know, a Cardinals upset or something to really cement them. But everything right now is just trending up for me for them. And I, I've yet to see a uh, big glaring thing I need to concern about, to be concerned about when it comes to the Packers. So got this whole half the season left for them to screw this up. But I, yeah, I'm buying Packers stock. You know, what's the crazy thing that I just talked, uh, just thought about is that how deep the NFC is at the moment. You look at the AFC, the only, there's only one one-win team or less, the Baltimore Ravens. They're sitting at five and one, everyone else four and two. In the NFC, there are five teams with one or less loss. Like you got the Cardinals, obviously. You got the Bucks, the Packers. You got Cowboys and the Rams. All five of those teams, I think you could make a case that they're looking arguably the best in this conference. It's ridiculous. And then you go after the you get after the Rams, and then you get you're stuck with teams like there's only one two loss team over there, which is the the New Orleans Saints. And then the rest of them are all 500. So it's very weird. That six and seven spot in the wild card is going to be an interesting one. There could be a team that's 500 that could easily make it in there. So I'm curious to see, because one of those six or seven, I don't know. Could the Panthers squeak in? Could the Bears squeak in? 49ers are good. No, after that. Definitely not squeak in. I'm not seeing the Panthers squeaking into the playoffs at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave them alone. <laughs> I don't <know>, man. <laughs> You got you you got you, miserable Jets fans go to bed, uh, you know, thinking about Sam Darnold. And they're like, "See, I told you, look at him turn the ball over. Oh, look at wait till he gets Christian McCaffrey back and come talk to me." Then Christian McCaffrey is the most important player to Carolina, probably most important player to any sort of team outside of the quarterbacks in in the NFL. So leave him alone. Yeah, the first three weeks of the season, you thought you had your dynasty quarterback finally. Well, guess no, what? No, no. Last three weeks. You need to buy some right guard because that man is tanky. He ain't very good. He's the same quarterback you saw on the Jets. And at the end of the day, when he doesn't get to hide behind the guise of a really good generation running back like CMC, he's really not that impressive. Well, he has moments of you're like, wow, he's got the intangibles. But man, oh man, he just cannot perform when he needs to. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that that disrespect. First of all. Yeah, you know, so he's got some growing up to do for sure. He's he's careless with the ball, but you know what? You 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 can take the the man out of the Jets, but you can't always take the full Jets out of the man. The, the Jets kind of like <laughs> scarred him a little bit for that. So that's that's one thing. And then with your second point, you know what? what what's similar, you know, with the situation in Carolina and the Jets? Carolina did not expend a, a lot of resources as far as the protection, so he's kind of running for his for his life. And when, when Sam Darnold's running for his life, you see Jets Darnold where he's just forcing plays, making things that aren't happening. Yeah, I mean, I can't I'm – not, I'm not trying to say he's, he's playing flawless, but that offensive line absolutely needs to step up because guess what, Sam? Football's not a one-on-one game, right? It's not just Darnold versus the defense. He's got to have blockers. He's got to have protection. Jets didn't give that to him, and Carolina is failing right now to do that. No, that's a good point. And, you know, he's still learning in year four. Let's hope he's not still learning in year eight. You know, he's got some time, I guess. <laughs> you better not. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Logan, do you think you guys win this weekend? Your three-point favorites against the – in and the Mellow, Meadowlands. His, his uh, returning to his old stomping grounds. I could yeah. I could really bring out old Sammy boy if he's back in the Meadowlands versus the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, this is spooky season. <laughs> and if Mono Man is, is seeing ghosts, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be depressed. But the Giants, the Giants are so banged up. Look, I don't know what sort of roster they're going to field, you know, offensively. 
I, I don't know what sorts of weapons they're going to have. Carolina, this this is a must-win kind of for Carolina. It's, it's going to set us back, you know, tremendously if, if they do lose that game. Um, I, I think they will win. I don't know how. Maybe a big Chuba Hubbard game. They, they need to get him more involved in the passing game, but uh, I, I really hope they, they win that game. I'll be depressed <laughs> if they don't. That's a one o'clock game, so you got a long afternoon after that one. Um, exactly. But you guys got Giants and Falcons back-to-back weeks. Uh, you, Must wins. Got to have You got to have because after that, you got Patriots and then Cardinals. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. But, hey, you know what? 17 for 41 is not going to get you much in the NFL, but Sam Darnold, we will be rooting for you, sort of. Uh, really only Logan will be. But regardless, we're going to hop into, we're going to push week six past. We're going to move on to week seven, where we always started with our upset picks. Now, last week I gave you a free winner and I would like some apologies from you both because I've said the Raiders and I got a lot of pushback. So Logan, I'll let you start this off with a, a little bit of apologies to me. Yeah, no, you that was, that was a good pick. And and after the podcast, I was sitting there like looking at the odds and I was like, yeah, you know what? I think Austin kind of, he got good value in uh you cashed out. So it's no big, big congrats to you. Someone in the discord actually added me and they're like, Oh, Logan, you need to wear a clown nose uh, for, for clown and Austin for his pick. I was like, yep. I was like, Here you yeah, go. here's one handy for you, bud. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, I look, I, I, I didn't like the pick on surface level. I was wondering how much the Gruden, you know, thing was going to be distractions, but at the end of the day, I think we, we learned something. One, the Broncos are atrocious. I don't want any part of Teddy Bridgewater. As a Carolina Panthers fan, seen it before. I already lived that journey. And the second one was like, you know, just because the Gruden distractions and everything, this is still a professional football team, right? They've got talent all, all on, on both sides of the ball. Look, kudos to you, Raiders. You did your job. You're paying, being paid all those millions of dollars. You balled out. Good for you. And, and cash that upset pick. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Sam, do you have anything to say to add? You got lucky, punk. No, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they have a point, and I guess, I mean, who knows if the Gruden environment was really that toxic. Maybe it was like a relief for all those players to finally have this new thing, and they viewed it as a new chapter rather than reeling in chaos. But, yeah, they took the gloves off of Teddy Two Gloves, and um, they're not as bad <laughs> as I thought. So, yeah, apologies there, Austin. That was a good pick. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that. I, now I know, Sam, you picked the Washington football team over the Chiefs. That did uh, not go too well. <laughs> Logan, which one was yours? Did you end up going Chargers or did you go with the Jets? Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I ended up going Chargers. And it was funny because I clowned Sam. I was like, oh, bet in Washington against Kansas City. You might as well throw your money away. Wait, well, you know what? You got more of a show if you were picking Washington because they had a chance at least in, in a half of football. Uh, the Chargers just said, "This is we're taking this week off. We're, we're just not going to play. That was a terrible performance. And uh, I know they suck a lot of parlays. There was a lot of people out there who were throwing charges in there for value at Sam, <laughs> one of those people. But, you know, it's just a, a, a terrible, stinky performance by the Chargers. Yeah, they did not look good. So with that being said, I will lead off this, this segment. I'll pick my week seven upset pick. We're going with another former New York Jets quarterback. Geno Smith taking him to beat this, to take the Seattle Seahawks, get a win on Monday night football versus the New Orleans Saints, plus 200 value. Now I know Geno didn't look great in Sunday night football. And that game as a whole, not that great. Did go to overtime. But if you were watching that in the first half, you were like, you probably went to bed and you didn't get to see how decent of a game it got in the second half as I was in that, almost in that same boat. But I think the Seahawks got a good chance. And the reason why they're at home and they're versing Jameis Winston, who's not allowed to have two good games in a row. Now, the Saints obviously were on a bye last week. They're on, they obviously they played well the week before, so the nature holds it. They're going to have a bad game this week. I think the Seahawks, they finally found something. They said, you know what? 
maybe we shouldn't let Geno throw the ball. We should just run it. And they just ran it and nonstop. Alex Collins looked unstoppable. So I'm riding with the Seahawks plus 200 versus the New Orleans Saints on Monday night football, which I'll have a full separate video on, uh, on uh, Sunday night. So that's my pick. They got to be taking these Seahawks games at a prime time. The NFL broadcasters must just have their heads in their hands. Like what have we done? I don't need back to back weeks of prime time Gino. I like the value there and it is a toss up because you don't really know what you're getting from the saints team but I haven't seen enough from the Seahawks team to think that there's a lot of confidence in that offense. Yeah. My whole basis is really that they will just be returning and they're in Seattle. So I like the crowd on their side and I just, you know, you know, the saints, they just are so up and down nature. I'm, I'm banking on a down week. They could easily go out there and just blow them out. Gina could throw like three picks and they could lose by a lot, but I'll take the value, but Sam, we'll we'll start. What up, Logan? I was going to say they they need a they need a healthy Alex Collins, right? He's got he's got some injury concerns uh, uh, there, but I, I I really do like the pick. You get you give me a healthy Alex Alex Collins. They're not they're not trying to make Gino be a hero. So you know if if, if as long as he's you know keeping the turnovers down, love it at two hundred value. Yeah, they got they got good wide receivers out there out there. They yeah. need to get Tyler Lockett the ball because Gino was throwing bounce passes to him all night. But regardless, Logan, I'll go over to you. Who's your upset pick this weekend? Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm going with the Colts plus one sixty four on FanDuel, and they're they're traveling to San Francisco. This is the Sunday night football game. I feel like I feel like I'm going to have a lot of backing uh, with me. I feel like a lot of people are going to be picking the Colts. They, they w- w- don't we love what we saw from Jonathan Taylor? Man, absolutely ran wild. Probably won a lot of people fantasy leagues, right? Is it Jonathan Taylor was super impressive. I I don't mind Carson Wentz, right? A lot of people think he's a shaky quarterback. He's got some decent receivers, right? They're not big names. They're not flashy. Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, the, the, those aren't flashy names. But it's a good it's a good enough cast. It's a good enough offense. They're not trying to make a Wentz be hero ball. And I don't like what I'm seeing from San Fran, right? The defense, yeah. uh, they, they, they look, they've looked up and down this year. And, and w- w- what is it? Trey Lance. Do we know? I don't who's know. Star- I don't know who's starting. Jimmy. Yeah, G we don't, we don't know who's starting. We don't know who's starting. There's a question mark at quarterback. There's a question mark at running backs too, right there. We know, we know there's been injuries, right? I think, I think they might be getting Elijah back, but I mean, this is, this is a, this is more of a, there's a lot of unknowns on San Fran. And I do like what I've seen from the Colts these past few weeks. Hey, the Colts, like I said, I think on last week's podcast, because when they were one and four, I said last time they were one and four, they made the playoffs. So yeah, that's all I got to say. Hey, I like the pick. I, I like the Colts team. I, I, they're good. They're not they're not as bad as the record indicates. I think they're a decent right. team. And yeah, we don't. Sam France got a lot of question marks. I believe George Kittle, right? He was put on IR. So he's out for this mm-hmm. game. And then, yeah, you got Debo Samuel running around and Brandon Ayuk. He's there's an APB out for him. Hopefully he gets it going this week. But there's so many question marks. You're relying on Ross Dwelly and Kyle Juszczyk as your wide receiver two and three at this rate. So I like the value. Uh, Sam, we're putting you on the bench for this one. You're going Medla. What's your pick this week? Then we'll go to you, Sam. Yeah, my pick, I'm picking uh, Miami over Atlanta uh, at Miami. So the Falcons are two and three, just got off their bye week. Miami's sitting at one and five. Uh, They didn't look super hot against the Jaguars last week, but uh, they were lacking a couple of weapons there that they were missing Devonta Parker, who will be back. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a great week uh, as far as uh, a wide receiver. And then with Tua, those two receivers back, it's going to be a faster-paced offense that I really think Atlanta's going to struggle with. Uh, they've had some really weird ups and downs with their momentum coming off their bye week. I think Miami's going to take it at home against Atlanta. 
Yeah, weird to see a, a London team, like a team that goes to London, not take their bye week after the London game. Normally, most teams are taking it. The Jets obviously took it. Falcons took it. Jags took it. But I don't know why the Dolphins, maybe they forgot to tell them they want to take it. I knew you could you could opt to not take it. And I guess they didn't. So we'll see. You are right, Medla. I like the pick. You know, it's not necessarily, I'm not going to come out over here and say, you know what? Falcons are so good. They're so great. Yeah. No, not, you won't get the wrong guy. They're somewhere between a rebuilding year and maybe a wild card off. Like there, there, there's nothing to, to praise the Falcons about. Yeah. I mean, if the Falcons lost the rest of their games, would anyone be surprised? Probably not. No. So it's like, they're one of those teams that they'll have good games and then they'll have games like they showed up in week one. They got just blown out by an Eagles team. That's kind of iffy, iffy, if wishy-washy at the moment. So I like the pick and I'll, I hope that the Dolphins cash for you on your debut pick on the upset upset uh, segment but Sam we'll let you round this one off who are you riding with this weekend tell you man I really thought I was smart sitting at halftime of that Chiefs Washington game last week well I didn't look too smart when it was over so you know what I'm doing something stupid today too and I'm picking another high value pick you don't have to do this I like the Bengals <laughs> and I like them over the Baltimore Ravens the Baltimore Ravens that just blew out what we thought was the best AFC team in the Chargers last week why did I do it well one you got good value. It's sitting at plus 215 right now, money line. I like that. And I'm a big value If you want guy. value, you just take the Texans money line. Especially if I'm taking <laughs> clown picks like this. But we all know what the NFL is about. And it's about parity. And it's about people thinking that you can make assumptions off the week before. And everyone's going to be thinking the Ravens now are this incredible team, right? They just blew out a Chargers team. Well, watch them struggle against the Bengals team that has been really explosive at times, right? Burrow's clicking with Jamar Chase. They have those offensive weapons. Joe Mixon's been lights out the last couple of weeks. So I think they could put the points up against them. And you know what? While I think, yeah, the Ravens should definitely be favored for a reason, this is one of those games that could be tighter than I think people are giving it credit for. And for that reason, and the high value, Bengals are <laughs> Sam, Sam, I'd have a lot more faith in it if it, we were doing like covers kind of thing. Because I do think the Bengals have a good chance to cover this weekend. But I, it's a bold take. But it's good value. And you know what we preach on this channel? always want some yeah, good value you know exactly <laughs> if, if you've watched enough of my baseball videos when i'm handing out l's i was like at least it's in the name of value right we're we're you know we're hunting for value it makes me feel good at night not laying a tremendous amount of juice right wait i mean, you, I mean if you lay a bunch of juice on raven's money line and they come out and lose you feel dumb but you lay a little, little sprinkle a little bit on bangles yeah you, you you might look like a genius next week sam and look it, at that Plus two hundred. I like your I like your pick a little bit better than Austin's, right? And Joe Whoa, Burrow. Well, what did I do to you? What did I? Oh, <laughs> well, I said it. Lamar had a, a down week last week too. He was about two hundred yards total, passing and rushing through two interceptions, and only had one touchdown to his name. He, I he, mean, gra granted, for the record, the Chargers are going for it on their own ten yard line. So they said, "Here's the here's a free handoff to you, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, whatever your name is, old running back." But yeah, yeah, Lamar didn't look, you know, he didn't, his numbers weren't that great. If you had him in fantasy football, you were like, what? They won by, they scored 33 and he has 15 points. What the heck? But yeah, yeah you're right. He didn't, he didn't look overly that great. But I mean, it's Lamar Jackson versus the Bengals team. Sam, we'll be riding with you. But if you miss this one and maybe another one, we'll be getting your clown nose. You'll, you'll get one of those in the mail and with I your cheese head. You might have to put me in timeout if I take <laughs> Yeah, you might have to sit a week out if you keep picking these, these crazy ones. But, I mean, might as well, we're going to move on to a, a big a big game in week seven, which is arguably one of the more enticing games that I'm looking forward to. Because if you look at the slate, 
there's a lot of bad games out there. Like a lot of 10 double digit point spreads. You got bears bucks. You got Washington football team versus the Packers, Texans, Cardinals, Rams versus the lions. Like, I don't want to talk about those games, but an interesting one is the chiefs traveling to Tennessee to take on a Titans team that just won off Monday night football, beating the Buffalo bills team that everyone thought, you know, was the best team in the AFC and everyone was picking them. Everyone had them as their last leg of the parlay and Vegas saw that and say, no, not, not so fast. We'll put them the fix real quick. And they, they, they said, we'll take it. So Sam, what are your thoughts on this chiefs Titans game? Cause obviously you got a chiefs team that, you know, I'll let you start it and then I'll give my take. Well, yeah, first, I mean, what a heartbreaker for the bills, right? I think they should have won that game. And, you know, Josh Allen got a little uh, jets quarterback like there to finish that game. And you hate to see it, <laughs> but you know, the Titans team, look at what do you, what do you make of this team? Right. Played real tough against the bills but they're two or three weeks removed from putting up a stinger against the Jets, right? <laughs> yeah. so, there's, so there's a big unknown there. But then you look at the Chiefs team, and they're not playing it up to expectation at all, right? And so, uh, yeah, beat the Washington football team. Congratulations. So, you know, I like the Chiefs just because I think coming into the game, they have the bigger reputation. And even though they haven't been playing lights out like they have been, they just deserve the credit for what that team's capable of. But with that said, their defense has been – have some having some big holes in it. And if Derrick Henry, King Henry plays like he did last week, lights out, that's going to be tough for them to, to defend against. And so while I like the chiefs, I like them in a close one. And um, this is the game that I think last year's chiefs team would have had no problem. Just, you know, anyone would have thought it was a lock, but this season things are a little bit different. So yeah, I like the chiefs, but I like them in a close one. No. And I, I agree with you there. Like this is a game that's going to be a total shootout. Both of these teams have Swiss cheeses of a de- defense. Um, but the Titans really have the, the, their one offensive weapon, which is Derek Henry. They might as well just call him the Tennessee Henry's because I mean, I wouldn't with, fight it. Yeah. With, with Tannehill and as at quarterback Julio Jones, who's always questionable on injuries and, AJ uh, Brown as well. Brown, who's also uh, been in and out due to injury. They, really, they're relying solely on Derrick Henry to put up one. <laughs> it's sad. He's doing great, but if if the Chiefs can put a stop to Derrick Henry or even slow him down a little, they're really going to struggle to put up the numbers. Right. Very, very one-dimensional the in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, my bold take is I think the Chiefs win by two touchdowns. I think this is a blowout. I think the Chiefs come in there. I think you look at the spread – which is the same exact one that the Bills were getting, or maybe even a point less. Um, and the, I think Vegas respected the Bills a lot more. I think you got a Chiefs team that's coming off, you know, a decent win over Washington football team, not necessarily anything that's going to change the needle. But you got a Tennessee Titans team running in high at home. You're going to see a lot of people go say, what the heck? The Chiefs have not played well. You got a Titans team that just beat the Bills. I'm all in, just like you were saying, Sam. It's just there's parity in the NFL. Some teams look good one week, look bad the next. I think the Chiefs come out and win a big one, probably by 10-plus points. Logan, what about you? So am, am I hearing that it might make your best bets video? Are you, are you, are you uh, willing to go that I mean, far? it might it might make it. Truthfully, I, I've been uh, pretty – I was bad on spreads last week. Uh, I got wrong by the Patriots, plus four. I did not deserve that loss. That was a, uh, that was a certified W until overtime. Um, but, yeah, maybe it will. Maybe it will. You'll have to check it out Thursday morning. So I don't want yeah, to spoil I'm, anything. I know I I know I, I look forward to those videos a lot as as you look forward to my baseball videos every day. But I mean, <laughs> look look when when all said and done, I think like like you said, it's a not so bold prediction to say the Chiefs can just flat out score them because 
you know, Tannehill hasn't hasn't shown us a, a, a lot this year, right? You know, having having those banged up, I, I don't think he's developed chemistry with the Julios with the AJ Browns as much this year. And I think they're missing. I I think this this storyline is overlooked. I think they're missing Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. Those were a bigger part of that Tennessee offense yeah. than I think we we really realize. And yeah, they're 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 lacking the offensive chemistry. I don't think offensively they can keep up with the Chiefs. Now now Derrick Henry could go out there and get three touchdowns again. I would just shrug and say that's what he does. That's why he's King Henry. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be more inclined to go Chiefs big rather than Titans squeak it out. I, I just don't see see that happening. Yeah, you might see. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because you're right that they are missing Jonu Smith and the Patriots aren't even using Jonu Smith. So you might as well ship him back because they're hardly even throwing it to him. He's like got 50 percent snap share. But yeah, if it's this is the case with the Tennessee Titans. If they get down in a game, they're going to lose. Now, how did they beat the Buffalo Bills? They were kind of within that game the whole time. They were never down two scores, only down, you know, three points, I think, at the most, maybe four, five, six, seven. But when they get down and they can't just pound Derrick Henry nonstop, they're going to they're gonna be kind of in trouble. And I think this Chiefs team, call it what you want, I think they have a chance. You know, Chiefs offense is as good as anyone, but you could have said the same thing about the Bills last week. So I might be talking out of my butt at this rate. I yeah I mean it's it's gonna look it's gonna be a good one I, I like I like the contrasting styles I like teams that run the ball I like teams that air it out look this is this is it's gonna be a fun one for sure you are right about that now another one that we were already kind of highlighted about a week seven matchup Bengals versus Ravens Sam we already got your pick Medla what is your pick for this game you think the Bengals got a chance or you think the Ravens can uh, can hold them off I think it's gonna be closer than the Ravens want it to be uh, Joe Burrow's been looking okay the last couple of weeks. I think he could string one together, but I, I think the Ravens are going to take it in the end. Logan? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about it, and the, the and Sam, Sam just described the NFL in a nutshell, right? Everybody's so high on the Ravens. Everybody's just, you know, after what they did to the Chargers, it looks so impressive. But on paper – the, the 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 nothing really says that the Bengals can't hang with them right they're they're pretty decent on defense they looked okay I, I look back to that Green Bay game remember that that Green Bay uh you know Cincy yeah. game that to me that was a really really good uh building block for that for that Cincinnati team they got a lot of young talent who's to say Joe Burrow can't keep up with Lamar Jackson I mean right like you know he's got the offensive firepower to do to do so yeah, I, I I think I don't think it would be crazy to say that the Bengals cover in this one. I feel like a lot of people might you know maybe go with that. I don't know, but I I, I think the the Bengals can hang around and, and make it at least a good game. Not like what the Chargers did, whatever the heck that was, thrown in the garbage. That, I don't want that, that was sad. Yeah, my my takeaway is I, I'm curious to see where the public is on this game because I could see a lot of yeah. people saying, you know what. Ravens look so good. Let me do that. Or you got some people that are always trying to outthink the books like they were last week, picking the Lions to cover against the Bengals. Well, that did not work out too well as they lost by like 30 points. So it's going to be an intriguing game, probably the second most like one that I'm looking forward to watching, hoping it's a good game that we get. And, you know, it's it's hard to pick two better. I mean, there's two great, two of the top 10, what, young quarterbacks in the league, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Doesn't get much better than that. So looking forward to that. But we're going to talk about some bold fantasy predictions for week seven. So this has got to be something like Robbie Anderson catching a pass or something like that. So give us something <laughs> hot, Sam. I don't let you start this off. What's your bold fantasy prediction for week sure. seven? So two weeks and Medla, ago. And Medla, you can think of yours while, while we're going I, through. I, I got one. I don't know how bold it is, but I got one. So I'll make it bolder because we want bold. Sam, go. One to the bank. Two weeks ago, 
who came onto the scene for the Falcons? It was Kyle Pitts. It was Kyle Pitts against a bad Jets team in London. But now they have had a bye week this past week, right? They've had time to recover. I think he's going to carry that energy into this upcoming game <coughs> against the bad Dolphins team. And I think he's going to repeat with another high reception game, another high yardage game. I think he's the real deal. And I think he's going to start continuing that out and continued efficiency for the rest of the season. So I'm calling a 10 reception, 100 yard plus game for Kyle Pitts, keeping that energy going. Gonna, he's now on track with what I saw two weeks ago to be a top three tight end by the end of the year. I, I, I love that, Sam. I, I love that you, you have so much love for a Florida Gator like that. That's Thank you. Thank you for giving Kyle Pitts his flowers. And I want a little bit of flowers, too, because I know it was two weeks ago, but I called Kyle Pitts getting his first touchdown of the season against the Jets. So I, I, I think this is a breakout opportunity. I think it's a great, I, I think it's a great matchup as well. Yeah, Sam. Not, I, you know, it's bold. It's bold. It's spicy. It's spicy at that tight end position. I, I would love that because Kyle Pitts is on my fantasy team. I feel like we were just waiting for Matt Ryan to finally like develop some rapport with him. And yeah. once he had that a couple of weeks ago, why would that stop? You know, he was looking for the Julio heir apparent and now it's Kyle Pitts, right? So let's keep that energy up. Why would this not be a, be a thing? So let's hope. Well, I think it's going to come down to Calvin Ridley, who's been an overall pretty much disappointment if you drafted him in fantasy. He has not lived up to his draft selection and obviously he was out that London game so for personal reasons he will be returning he returned to practice he'll be active this weekend so we'll see especially with the Dolphins cornerbacks because the Dolphins missed all their cornerbacks last weekend so with well I believe Byron Jones and Xavier Xavier Howard were both out we'll see if they come back this weekend because that will be one of them will go up on Ridley and it will not surprise me to see them put one of them on Kyle Pitts who Truthfully, he's not a tight end. And Logan can admit he's not a tight end. He just lines up in the slot or a wide receiver. He ain't pretty blocking much. anyone. But And yeah, they got Cordero Patterson. You got to stop the, the legend of Cordero. No, but we're my... not talking about Cordero anymore. <laughs> come on. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nope. going to need a big week out of him after my team is depleted with bye weeks. So my big yes. bold prediction this week, and it was spicy. Sam told me my first one was not good enough. So I'll go with this one. Zach Wilson will not throw an interception this weekend against the New England Patriots, the team that he threw four, if I think four, four interceptions last time he played earlier, I think off the bye week. I don't have a lot of analysis to this one. <laughs> I won't lie to you. It's just the gut feeling and really just a hope and a prayer <laughs> that, he, that he doesn't throw one. Come on, just throw it's me a bone. And the Jets quarterback. But, you know, this is an important point for Zach Wilson is to see whether he can learn because we're only three weeks removed from that game, right? And while it's okay for rookie quarterbacks to make mistakes, you don't want them to make the same mistakes. So we see in this same Patriots team, and if while I think he's going to throw a interception, let's hope it's not three. <laughs> if he can really, you know, take some, uh, you know, proper takes from his first attempt against the Patriots and and make some actual changes, that this could be an opportunity for him to show a little bit of the pizzazz that we've been waiting for as Jets fans. Yeah, him not to throw an interception is probably like plus 10,000 odds. So, I was just uh, about to ask you what the odds are. But I like it. I, was, I love it. Hammer, good value. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for value. All right. If, All right. If, 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 okay, so your, your bold prediction, please include it in your player props. Please tell the people how smart you are as a Jets fan. Yeah, okay. See, for anybody that's listening, you know, just listening, Austin put on the clown nose because he realized as he was, as he was talking through that, it is so irrational to think that Zach Wilson, there's something about wearing those green jet uniforms that just makes you turn the ball over a lot. But it, it, it would be crazy of you to think Belichick won't fool him at least once and he forces the ball. Yeah, come on. They don't have an offensive line, too. Kind of like Darnold. He's running for his life yeah, a little bit. Force, force plays a little bit. So 
That's I'm silly. hoping they can establish some some sort of a running game. I mean, Michael Carter has looked decent, but he's averaging like one yard a carry. It's like he just happens to get into the end zone, so he looks decent. But really, they need to get some sort of ground game going, and that's going to be work wonders for Zach Wilson. And hopefully off the bye, they kind of realize that. But, Logan, mm-hmm. what is your big, bold prediction for this week? And then we'll come over to you, Medla. So let's bring some order back to this podcast. Let's 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 talk about things that can make sense, right? Now, would it make sense if I told you that Matt Stafford was the highest scoring quarterback in week seven versus his Detroit Lions? Yes, that would make a lot of sense. And that and uh, but it is it is a bold at the same time because there are there are quarterbacks that are mobile, right? Fantasy scoring, right? We know we know those dual threat quarterbacks, those Lamar types, those Kyler Murray types, those those usually score outscore Matt Stafford. But I think he lights up the Lions. I'm I'm smelling like a five touchdown game, just a, a you know stick it to Detroit, make them regret everything that they did, wasting this poor man's career. I think I think Matt Stafford is is in line for for an absolutely huge game, and he'll be the highest scoring quarterback in Week Seven. Uh, it's it's a spicy take, but it's realistic at the same time. Yeah, you know what, Logan? I'm going to return some praise. You know, I think that's an amazing take because in the NFL, we love revenge games. But yeah. we even love revenge games by a man whose soul has been broken for the past 10 years. It's like a multiplier <laughs> times 10. So, yeah, exactly. I think they come out to the scene and really light it up against this Lions defense. So, I like Stafford this week. It's hard not to like him. It's hard yeah. not to like him. The only thing that would be better is if he was returning to Detroit, although I do think this game is in L.A. But It is. Hey, it's in LA. I'm rooting for Stafford. I hope he goes out there and lights it up. That Lions team did not look good last weekend, and that's being nice, to say the least. Medla, mm-hmm. hit me with your bold prediction for week seven. All right, my bold prediction, I'm going to pick a uh, former Jaguar here. Uh, I think Fournette oh, no. has finally found his stride on the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and working with Tom Brady. Uh, he's got, He's been 15-plus points the last three weeks, coming off of a pretty uh, dismal season last year and the first three weeks of the season. And Tampa Bay, I think, just trying to find a place. But I think he's finally going to crack 100 yards uh, rushing in a game, and I think he's going to get one touchdown. I think he's finally uh, – he's getting a lot of touches. He's seen a lot of action, and he's really putting up good numbers for Tampa Bay. And I think they're finally starting to use him as a, as a strong weapon. And they should have been using him all along, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I feel bad for Ronald Jones, although he kind of did it to himself. But, yeah, you just – Leonard Fournette's a beast, and he was a beast for your Jaguars for a number of years before they just kicked him to the curb for – no good reason, really. They were just saying, yeah, we're, we're tired of you. You've been too good. Get lost, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that too. But still, it's – hey, it, you. Ha. regardless, I do think that Leonard Fournette has been a, a draft steal if you got him in your fantasy football drafts. And Ronald Jones has been the opposite of that. He's hardly seeing the field at all. So, granted, it's like fumbles and missing blocking assignments and things like that. But Leonard Fournette, I like the call. It's not necessarily – the I mean, they're 13 and a half point favorites versus the, the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you'd expect a positive game script for him to get the ball. And that's what it was last week against the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles when he put up another big showing. So, uh, you know what? I'm in. I love the call, Med. We'll, we'll see how it goes this week. And, you know, the thing that we've seen from Tom Brady the past couple of weeks is he's kind of finding his guys that he likes more than other guys, right? And it's crazy to think that, Absolutely. you know, Antonio Brown is the wide receiver three on that team, but he's looked like wide receiver one the last couple of weeks. And you're like, Mike Evans owners like, what's going on? Well, he's kind of developing that Tell rapport with Leonard Fournette, you know, and obviously I know Leonard Fournette's more of a running back than a, you know, pass catching running back, 
but still, you know, they start getting him into the offensive scheme and it's only going to continue to grow for him. So yeah, I like that bold prediction too. I'm, yeah, that's I, think, how... I think Tom every week, just uh, especially as a Mike Evans owner on my fantasy team, I think uh, if Mike drops that first pass from Tom, he's just done the rest of the game. I think he's, <laughs> he's just not going to get another one. He's not going to get another out. Yeah. The crazy, the crazy thing is that all three have been productive Godwin Evans and Brown. Like if think if you look at their season long stats, they're all oh, they're, pretty they're really... similar. They're basically the same, very similar. It's like Tom Brady's just picks one per like two per week. And then the next when one gets left off the next week and so on and so forth. So, and that's with Gronk out. So we'll see Gronk gets included. He's a guarantee every week. So Gronk will be back. I don't know if he's back this week. I think this will be his third or fourth missed game. So we'll see. I think he's supposed to be back this week, but yeah, Tom Brady's insane. And you're right. He just, if he likes you, you're going to play. That's basically what he did with the Patriots. Like got Edelman so many touches. It's how James White became James White. It's like he, if you, he has trust in you, you're going to be a good fantasy weapon and a good weapon for their overall team. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap this show up and we're going to preview Thursday night football. We got a spicy one. The Denver Broncos versus the Cleveland Browns. You got a Broncos <laughs> team coming off a, uh, a stinker against the Raiders. And you got a Browns team coming off a stinker against the Cardinals. So this week, I, does anyone know where this matchup is? I have not. I did not write that in the show notes. Um, I so believe it's in Cleveland. I, 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 I did believe think it was Cleveland as well. You're, you're, when you're checking that, go ahead and also tell me what the over-under on this game because it has to be – it's what? 42-and-a-half. It is in Cleveland, and the Browns are three-and-a-half point favorites. Okay, right. So, it, as I figured, it's probably the lowest over-under on the slate. Got to be close if it's not the lowest. Yeah, this uh, to, to give you my thoughts on this game, uh, it's, it's matchups like this that make me ask, NFL, do we really need Thursday night football? I know, I know we love, I know we love product and I know we love football all the time, but when you've got two teams like this, like a banged up Browns team versus a, a, a Broncos team traveling on a short week, I don't know that the, we're going to get a high, high level of football. Now, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get a, a surprisingly good game, like the London game, surprisingly good game. But I, I, I definitely think uh, as, as banged up as the Browns are, I think the Broncos can get it done. Teddy two gloves, right? Does, do, do I have any level of confidence in him? No, no, you're shaking your head, Austin. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, but I, I mean, they have, they're not as banged up as, as the, the Browns are. Now, I think I have a stat. I think if I recall saying this right, I believe Teddy Bridgewater is 19 and four against the spread as a road underdog, which is what he is today. So do what you want with that information. You got the wrong guy. When I, I am looking at my Thursday night video uh, for Thursday night football, and that video will go live later today, Wednesday night. I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. So Sam or Medlet, help me because I do not know who to pick in this game. And by law, I have to give a spread pick or an over-under pick. And I might be just be taking the under and say, you know what? Man, I'm fine it with it. A big pillow fight. And, and Logan, to bounce off what you said, I think the only game with a, a lower over-under is going to be the Jets-Patriots. I mean, uh, that would be correct. Both of them are tied at 42 and a half. And then the, yeah, the Seahawks, think, the Seahawks-Saints game is sitting at 43. Yeah, it's going to be a stinker, I think, probably. It, I think, at least in my opinion, it's going to be anyone's guess. Either team has at least the offensive weapons, you know, on par with the other team to come out. If they have a good game, they could win. I think it could swing either way, honestly. You know what? This is an opportunity for Mr. Baker Mayfield because, you know, everyone's kind of has some question marks. Is he really, was he really deserving of the number one overall pick however many years ago, three years ago? Well, now with the running backs decimated on this team, 
and really not a stud wide that he's going to be able to throw the ball to. Can he put the team on his back and get it done against a mediocre Broncos team? Because we're not putting Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater into the discussion about can he beat an elite quarterback? We already know that ship has sailed. He's never going to be that guy. Jerry's still out on Baker Mayfield. There's still an opportunity. I don't know. The commentary I heard on Baker Mayfield last week live on television was uh, his TV commercials are better than his football. So, <laughs> oh, whoa. Some weeks it does trend in that direction, but this is kind of like one of those opportunity games. It's not a sexy game, but if he can get it done on his own and, and find something out of nothing, that's why I like the Browns, just because of a little bit more upside and an otherwise potentially bleak outlook in game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, I don't think I'll make a spread pick for this game. And if I were, I. I'd lean the Browns and it's like, do I like picking the Browns? No. But do I want to pick the Broncos and see them lay an egg? Both no. So it's just, it's not going to be a good game. Hopefully it's a better game than what we anticipate, but it's just a brutal game. But you are right. Baker Mayfield has the opportunity here. It's served up to him. Hey, you're down Kareem Hunt. You're down Nick Chubb. You're relying on what Demetri Feltland or something like that um, to run the ball. It's like, hey, you got to show up or show out. This is like, like your time. I think it is important to note, I mean, the extent of his injury, I didn't see it. I believe I thought I heard he dislocated his shoulder or something like that. I know he has the torn labrum and he's been having that, but adding another another injury onto it. And then you got his receiving core all banged up. It's not, not great days. I I believe the Browns, I saw an interesting quote that from the Browns fan on Twitter that just said, I missed the four and five win seasons. And I thought that was funny because their whole point was that, they miss it because now you have all these Browns bandwagoners, people that have bet on the Browns Super Bowl odds and all this stuff, and they're just getting big mad over the Browns stinking. And then you got these guys that have been fans for 15, 20 years, like, yes, eh, I've seen this before. So uh, it's currently full of Jets fans and Jaguars fans. So we know what it's like to suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Three of, well, well yeah, Logan's a Panthers fan. He's had a couple years of uh, bliss with Pam, Cam Newton, but. Yeah, we're we're sitting. This podcast is three fourths Jags or Jets fans. So, <laughs> so that yeah. goes to show you, you know, we're we're numb to the pain. Yeah. Now, and if you want to hold me up against the wall and make me take a pick for the spread or the uh, the over under here, I I'd go under, and I'm going to go Browns simply on home field advantage. Like, there's not enough to to point at any one thing other than the fact that the Browns do have a good fan base, a fan base that's used to losing and they still show up every week and, and cheer their hearts out. I mean, it's not an easy stadium to play in. So I'm going to take the the Browns on that game. Can, can I be, can I be different here and, yeah. and be the one guy on the Broncos? Cause I really, I actually, I think the Broncos win win this game outright. And I think it's, you know, I, I like, I like the Broncos defense a little bit better. I like their, I like their secondary. I, I think, you know, their pass rushing's on, on par with, with Cleveland. But I, I like their offensive weapons a lot more, right? Yes, Teddy Two Gloves is more of a game manager, but Melvin Gordon, they got a, a, a two-headed running a running attack there. Tim Patrick, these aren't sexy names, right? We're not, we're not talking about, you know, the, the the sexy names, but Baker hasn't really developed chemistry with Odell. Is, is it weird to say that, like, his receiver that he's always had, you know, the most chemistry with might be, like, Rashard Higgins? Right. He loved, he always looks for Rashard Higgins. Like it's receivers like that, that make me not be able to trust the Browns. They, the Browns are one of those teams that they, they love the two headed running, you know, attack with Chubb and hunt. And if you got neither of those people, this Browns team might be in in a little bit of a, in in trouble here. So I'll take Broncos. I guess I'll be the only one Austin, unless you're on, on uh, Broncos, I, I will be on the Broncos. Well, you know what? 
I'm going to give my final thought on the matter, and I'm going to turn this into a little bit of a, a Bryant Gumble final moment of clarity and reflection. <laughs> kind of picking back off what Austin said, what's the most dangerous thing in the NFL for fans and fan bases? It's hope. Hope is the most dangerous <laughs> weapon, right? And so when you're when you're a Jets team and you're going to the season like this season is over, we have no chance. It doesn't hurt, you know. Four and twelve, or now four and, and thirteen, that won't hurt at all. But when you're a Browns team and you're thinking we have a Super Bowl chance, we're probably making the playoffs. A six and whatever, a six and eleven, a six and ten season is just crippling. And you know what? The Browns they came in with hope. And so you know what? For that reason, Logan, I'm shifting, and I think I'm going to pull out the Browns. Because it's moments like these where you think and you give the, the credit and the expectation to the Browns and watch them not get it done. I'm, I'm joining you. I'm on, I'm on the Broncos for this week. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, well said. Well said, Sam. We love it. Um, that, was, that was great. I wish I could opt out of this. I wish I didn't have to pick one and we could just move on. But you know what, Medla, I liked what you said about the, the Browns being at home. And that's what I thought last weekend. And then they got spanked by the Cardinals. But <laughs> Well, you know. I'm going to I'm going to say Von Miller. He came on to Twitter and said he doesn't know who's going to be on or what said in the interview. He doesn't know who's going to be a left tackle for the Browns, but he's going to kill him. So I'm going to be riding with the Broncos. So we're, we're three on the Broncos. I'm in. I think. Broncos what the heck? I know. How do we? Yeah, yeah, I like know. That? Sam, Logan, you're going down with us. <laughs> How do we truthfully, I, truthfully, I want the Browns to win. And I know if I pick them, they will not win. So taking the Broncos down with me. And I don't care who else is coming down. You won't see a spread pick for this game in my video later, but you will see me picking a player prop and probably the under. But make sure you watch the video so you can find out. Um, but Hey, man, this game's a brutal one. But Monday Night Football, not going to talk about that. That is going to be the Seahawks versus Saints. You guys have any takeaways for that one? I'll have a full separate video on that. But I know I gave my upset pick, so I wanted to hear if you had any thoughts. I don't I don't like either of those quarterbacks. Got to be got to got to be honest, right? Could, could it be a big Alvin Kamara game? Maybe, right? You know, this is this might be a big spot for some some Alvin Kamara action. Who knows, right? I do like the Saints defense better than the Seahawks, though. Seahawks defense played pretty decent against Pittsburgh, I guess. But uh, yeah, give 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 me Saints in that one. Don't think it's it's gonna be a, a thriller, a barn burner. But it's these games that aren't sexy on paper that that might be. So who knows? No, I mean the Seahawks man just looked bad. Or well, Geno Smith looked like he was still playing for the Jets mm-hmm. through at least three and a half quarters. So if he keeps that up, I, I gotta go with the Saints on that. Like I know you picked it as your upset, but I just can't see Geno Smith leading a team to victory. Yeah, I would like advantage is, is important, but it's not going to be important enough because, yeah, I like the Saints too. Hey, I like the public being against me, so I'm all in. Keep hammering Saints, baby. We're all <laughs> underdog mentality. Yeah, <laughs> but that'll do it for the Call on Our Shop podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday. Make sure you're checking out the rest of our videos. We got daily NBA videos going up. We got obviously all of our NFL videos. Logan's got college football and he's got MLB going down world series on the way. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you go download the podcast too, wherever you get your podcast, give us a good rating. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. This has been Austin for Logan, for Sam and for Matt Medla. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. See ya.